Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Truth to Power show, and I'm Beverly, and we have with us tonight Eddie Rodriguez, and we are celebrating the 100th anniversary of Tico Pentez, the king of Latin, jazz, and salsa music. Greetings, Eddie Rodriguez. Well, greetings to you and to your listeners. Better love, and uh, tonight, uh, you know, is a special night, you know, uh, on April 20th, 1923, in Spanish Hall in New York, the late, great Ernest Tito Puente was born to give the world a lot of happiness and a lot of joy with the music that he composed, arranged, and um, created uh, during his, his years on this planet so uh may he rest in peace uh, happy mm. birthday Tito in heaven and uh thank you all for joining us for this on this very momentous occasion the centennial 
of the birth of the late great Tito Puente. Only available on Truth to Power with WD on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much, Beverly, for having Thank me you. and inviting me back to your show. Thank you. When, when did you uh, meet uh, Tico? Tito. T like a cup of tea and a toe <laughs> like a toe. <laughs> toe yes. T and toe. T toe. T toe. T toe. Yeah, you go. So Tito, um, uh, wow, you know, I met him in 1979 at the the Keystone Corner Jazz Club in San Francisco. Uh, I was working for a radio station that was promoting that show. Uh, You know, it was a Spanish-language radio station. So Keystone Corner, uh, Todd Markham was my client. And and so, you know, uh, when when I went to the first night to the show, you know, obviously, uh, I knew Todd, so I was backstage. I, I didn't know Tito. I didn't. I loved Tito from since 1965, since I heard, first heard a, a composition of his called "Hung Kung Mambo," and I heard that during the during the Vietnam War. Uh, I was with my uh, my friends, uh, my very close friends, teenage friends, and their brothers, both of them. Well, on their way to Vietnam, and um, uh, one of them, Carmelo um, uh, Navarro, rest in peace. You know, uh, he just kept that playing Hong Kong Mambo over and over and over. He must have played it like fifteen times. <laughs> Carlo was um, um, unfortunately, you know, he didn't make it back, uh, and uh, but Charlie did, and uh, so that song kind of stayed with me forever. Hong Kong Mambo. But I was in the Tito Puente, and you know, big band sound. I, I did like the stuff he did with La Lupe. You know, some of the stuff I heard with Celia. But you know, he was from that era of the fifties, the Palladium, when you know, big band. Uh, uh, you know, Tito Puente, mm-hmm. you know, Tito Rodriguez, Machito. You know, the Mambo craze, the Cha Cha craze. You know, Tito was always a you know a dance. You know, his what he had in in his heart was. Know, making people dance, and so he did. Uh, that was in 1979 when he first came uh, on tour with the Tito Puente Latin Jazz Ensemble, and uh, from then on, you know, uh, um, you know, we just uh, I was from New York, so he was from New York. We didn't know each other, but he knew I was a professional in the music business. So, you know, whenever he came into town. <clears throat> Uh, his, his road manager would call me, and uh, Jimmy Fersora, another great guy, Italian guy, he was an incredible trumpeter and incredible, incredible human being. He would, you know, he was the guy that was on the ball, you know, taking the group, you know, taking all the calls, following up, and then he started teaching me how to do that uh, while I was on the while he was on the road. So they would take me on the road, they would pay for my expenses, and I would stay with Tito for four days, and uh, you know, then they. They beat. So that's how I started with Tito in 1979, and I was I was blessed to begin working with him on a few projects in the 80s. I produced some concerts with Tito Puente Latin Jazz Ensemble at the John Anson Ford Theater, and um, then from there, um, you know, pretty much every time we used to come into town, we used to get together, and um, up until you know, 2000, you know, and, and and then and in the 90s, I did a few recordings, you know, that I was involved with the 
Tito Puente, Tito Puente uh, and the Count Basie Orchestra featuring uh, La India. Um, we did that and uh, another big project just um, that was released in 2000, the year of his, of his passing, was called Masterpiece. And that was with the great pianist, uh, Eddie Palmieri. And unfortunately, you know, we were going to take that show on the tour. On tour. <clears throat> Tito Puente passed on May 31st, 2000, mm-hmm. and so we were never able to to do that a tour, but uh, I did get to work on that. And it, it was a three-month project, and it was 10 years in the making uh, because they never could get Tito and Eddie together. And so I came, I knew Tito, and I knew Eddie, and I said, hey, let's do this. And I got the budget from Ralph Mercado, who, who, who was the owner of the label, and, um, and then we went, we produced Masterpiece, and it, it, uh, and it won two Grammys. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much my, my story in a nutshell about you know, how I started. A lot of stuff in between. I guess we'll get to that during the, in the, you know, the next few weeks because we intend to uh, continue this tribute um, to the king, Tito uh, Puente, up until the end of May, uh, you know, April is his birth and May is his passing. And so uh, I want to thank you once again, Beverly, for, for inviting me to, to join you in, in this, this incredible tribute we wanted to, uh, to bring to your audience who does not know about Tito Puente to learn, especially to listen to the music that he has produced over 125 albums with him. He didn't know how many featurings he had done on other recording singles. Uh, but uh, an incredible human being, an uh, incredible composer, arranger, songwriter, humanitarian, graduate of Juilliard School of Music in New York, World War II veteran, mentor, band leader, uh um, you know, it, it. You know, I mean, he was just one gem of a human being. So, um, I want to thank you for allowing me to share my story with him uh, throughout my life and my my experience uh, with him, or whatever I can tell you to 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 allow people to understand and educate them at the same time to entertain. You know, so yes. Thank you once again, Beverly. You're 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 a great great uh, human being yourself. For an African American woman from Detroit and a Puerto Rican from from New York, uh, you know, getting together to talk about Tito Puente on the night of his birthday is quite is quite a a a, a, a making of a, of a friendship and a uh, an experience. Yes, Good and experience. I thank you, thank you for introducing us to, to Tito. I don't know why I'm having such a problem, but um, but thank you so much, Eddie Rodriguez. Uh, and uh, we're going to get back to some more great music. Here we go. Monday nights in Manhattan, salsa meets jazz. Our guest jazz soloist is invited to jam with the Latin band at the world-famous jazz club, The Village Gates. In 30 years, this series has become a tradition in New York City, and tonight, musical history is being made. The gate is packed with musicians and friends who have all come out to witness a musical dream team led by Tito Puente. 
For this performance, Pico has assembled an all-star group of musical giants that include the great conguero, Mongo Santa Maria, who joins the group later. But now the crowd is ready as the other musicians take the stage. In the rhythm section, Andy Gonzalez is on bass, Ignacio Berroa on drums, Giovanni Hidalgo on congas, and Hilton Ruiz is at the piano. The horns include Claudio Roditi on trumpet, Dave Valentin on flute, and Paquito Rivera on alto saxophone. And fronting this new musical arrival on timbales, Tito Puente. Tito Puente and his golden Latin jazz all-star.
on congas, Mr. Mongo Santa Maria.
Yes, yes. We want to thank Eddie Rodriguez for joining us tonight. Yes, Eddie. Yeah. Eddie Rodriguez. Well, yes, thank you so much. Uh, what a way to celebrate the centennial, the birth of the great and maestro Tito Puente. Um, I'm so glad that we were able to do this tonight. Uh, a lot of the music that you just heard uh, were with some of Tito's favorite musicians um, who are in the big band, Latin jazz band in the sky. Um, Hilton Ruiz on piano. Who else is there? Dave Valentin on flute. Um, you know, there's just an incredible Andy, Andy Gonzalez bass. Um, incredible, you know, Mongo Santa Maria congas as well as Giovanni Hidalgo, who's with us still today uh, on congas, and Paquito de Rivera on sax, and Claudio Roditi on trumpet. Uh, what a way to celebrate the, the birth of the late great Tito Puente, April 20th, 1923. Incredible. That was a, a, a set that was performed at the Village Gate in New York City. The Village Gate was a jazz um, club that uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Jack Hook, Jack Horowitz, may he rest in peace, uh, was able to get a Monday night when all the bands were usually off on Monday nights to be able to put Latin groups uh, like the Tito Puente Latin Jazz Ensemble and then invite special guests, uh, you know, in the jazz world, um, like a Dizzy Gillespie and others, to jam. And the, the night was called Salsa Meets Jazz at the Village Gate. Every Monday night, the audience there, you know, we're talking about the, the, the village in New York, the Greenwich Village, uh, which is, um, you know, close to <clears throat> NYU. And, and there was a lot of, different clubs around uh, that particular uh, um, area. Uh, and um, Phil uh, was one of the favorites. Uh, you can hear the audience clapping and feeling the music that was being played, the solos. Tito was on six drums. Um, it had his timbales, which is a set of two drums, and then the timbalón, which is a lower uh, tone um, uh, Two drums uh, and uh, to his to his left and to his right he had two drums called timbalitos which is a higher pitched uh, drum and uh, Tito would move around you know on all those drums and knew exactly where to hit the drums to get the sound that he wanted uh, and if you heard to you know him on the cymbals. Uh, whenever he hit the cymbals, they had a sweeter sound. He knew exactly how to, to hit them without making them sound like they're crashing so much. Uh, and so, you know, we were able to hear a, a wonderful, wonderful set live at the Village Gate. Uh, Tito Puente and the Latin Jazz Ensemble featuring Mongo Santa Maria. Uh, this is what people used to hear live. Tito was uh, around, and that's the music he took all over the world. And the Latin jazz ensemble at one point was so popular and so much in demand 
And I remember one year um, he was on tour, uh, and um, I, I asked Tito, I said, Tito, where are you going next? And he, he said to me, what year is it? You know, because <laughs> he was just on the move. Uh, and uh, he was doing what was in front of him and just, you know, traveling and traveling and traveling, sacrificing his personal life uh, uh, for his fans and, um, you know, quite a, a talent that uh, that we missed, one of a kind, um, and, um, you know, I was honored to, to have known him, worked with him, and to be able to share this music tonight with your audience. And thank you again, Beverly, for... <laughs> for allowing us to come to you live from Puerto Rico. You're in Detroit. Yes. Live from Puerto Rico. These shows are a public service, uh, and uh, we, we do it to to educate and entertain. Um, uh, how about you, Beverly? Uh, how, how educated and entertained did you get with this last show? Oh, a lot, a lot. And, I, you know, I thank you for bringing this music because, you know, I was raised up in the Motown era, and so I was not familiar with with this with the Latin jazz salsa music. And so I appreciate that you uh, brought it on this platform so we could enjoy it. Well, you know, this is this would not have happened unless uh, our friend Eric had introduced us uh, back in 2021 mm-hmm. uh, to do. Uh, Hispanic Heritage Month uh, special, and we've continued on, and uh, here we are today uh, celebrating the, the the birth of the late great Pete Ernest Tito Puente, uh, born in Spanish Harlem, New York, in the 20s, uh, was able to join the Navy in the 30s, and came came out of the Navy, and he had already. Uh, been playing with the band he told me on in you know, on the ship and mm. when he when he got out of the navy he started his own band uh and then from there the you know the big band era was happening uh and uh he engaged in putting a band together and uh he was not a singer so he was a great background vocalist so uh harmonizing with the lead singers um, and um, one of the first singers that I remember uh, that that he had was an Afro-Cuban gentleman by the name of Vicentico Valdez. Um, and those were, you know, a lot of songs. A lot of them, some of them were ballads. But Tito was always um, trying to reach the dancers. He wanted to make music for people to dance. And I think that was his his, uh, his train of thought when, when he did a lot of his compositions. Some of them were ballads, some of them were cha-cha, some of them were, were mambo. Uh, he was, you know, at the home of the mambo for many years, the, the Palladium in New York City, which is a club in the 60s that was the most uh, famous dance club because it was a United Nations of dancers, uh, you could. Uh, my uncle, who's a Puerto Rican, and uh, used to go to that club, and you know, that, and he ended up meeting an African American woman who knew how to dance salsa or mambo, and um, they used to dance away. And uh, when we, when I met her, Josephine, my my uncle. 
uh, Jesus uh, Chu, um, and her, they ended up getting married. And um, I have a lot of African-American Puerto Rican cousins and Rodriguez that grew up in Newark, New Jersey, and I'm still in touch with some of them today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, you know, there was Jewish dancers with, with African-American women dancers, and there were Puerto Rican dancers with Italian women dancers, was, um, you know, Irish, all, all the races would go to dance uh, at the Palladium, but uh, when they left the Palladium, it was taboo in their neighborhoods. They couldn't take any of their dance partners home, even though they might have fallen in love with them. Because of the taboo, you couldn't take a, a, a black person around a, an Italian neighborhood. You couldn't take a Puerto Rican person around an mm-hmm. Irish neighborhood, mm-hmm. et cetera. And right. so that, that was a very uh, uh, incredible time because the music transcended transcended all those uh, um, um, prejudices. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. And 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 one thing I can tell you: if you ever go to a salsa dance, or you go to a Latin jazz uh, performance, the people are you know from all races, and no one is upset about anything. All you see is smiles, and, and that's people what, have. Yeah. Yeah, Tito had one thing he used to always share with the audience uh, during his shows. <clears throat> he would ask, "Do you feel it?" <laughs> and and uh, some people would say, "Yeah, we will." And I said, "Wait, hold on a minute." But do you feel it? And then the people would you know, respond, "Yeah, you know, like, okay, you know," so, because he wanted to to uh, you know he wanted the the audience to identify or to to be part of what was happening on stage. He was doing it for them. And so uh, his pleasure was to, to find out if they can. Uh, he, had, he always used to have a lot of great jokes, a lot of great, he was a very witty, uh, uh, you know, he had great one-liners, you know, like a witty gentleman. And uh, I'm going to tell you that uh, there was a lot of stories that, that, that you know, uh, that I have uh, that I remember that um, one in particular was uh, when he had uh, he would tell he would he would ask he would he would tell a story on stage saying uh, there there's people that have been coming to me asking me to play that 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 Carlos Sant- that Santana song and he says Santana song you know he said yeah you know we want you to play that Santana song so. You know, he said, okay, you know, we play that song. And then he said, you know, he's always kind of like, like, wow, how come they always say it's a Santana song? And um, one day he said, he went to the mailbox and it was an envelope. And there was a check in it. And it had a lot of zeros behind the <laughs> <laughs> And he said, and ever since that day, I've been playing the Santana song. And then he would break to Oh Yeah, Como Va. Yeah. Yeah. My Santana did make that song great with his version of it. And, but Tito Puente wrote that song and mm. um, composed that music. So, uh, and that, that, that has lived on forever. And if you watch movies like um, uh, Spy Kids, and a lot of movies that you'll hear, the music of Tito Puente um, as uh, as an opening theme, and um, you know it always makes me feel good. And 
that that music obviously when it's played in a movie or commercial or wherever it gets paid a royalty which goes to his estate which is his family his wife Margie and his daughter Audrey and his son Tito Puente Jr. who is out in the circuit performing his father's music so Tito lives on in our hearts and his music lives on forever he recorded enough music for us to say we could have an entire show we played all his music 125 albums um but there's there's just enough time you know Mm -hmm. know, for us on this broadcast you know so i have chosen some of the some of the music that i think that i that i experienced in performing and um i hope your audience likes it Oh yeah, yeah, and and looking at the you know looking at his videos, <clears throat> that's why he was so so great because he was really into it. You could you know see in his performance, he was really playing for the audience, and that's why you could feel it because you could feel him really uh, being into his music. So you know he wasn't well, just there pay, playing the drums; he was. Dancing with him and performing with the he he was really entertaining. He was a celebrity. He was awarded in yeah. the year two thousand uh, the two hundredth anniversary of the Library of Congress mm-hmm. uh, Easter uh, of two thousand awarded Tito Puente with a Living Legend Award and. Um, you know, he's, he won so many Grammys. Uh, he used to tell, he told me once, you know, he said, Eddie, you know what I do with these Grammys? I said, what, what, Tito? He said, I put them in my garage. I said, oh, oh, wow. He said, he said, because it never helped me make any more money. <laughs> you know, and that that was his attitude. He, he accepted that he was glad, you know, but that he, he was recognized and um, that, you know, the Grammy is an incredible award for anyone. He had so many of them, and he was always humble. He was the, t- the type of uh, a musician or artist that always demanded more money when they won a Grammy. And he, he he was for the people. He was a people person. You could tell. Uh, yeah, one of the things that I, I used to notice about him when we went anywhere was that he could be talking to somebody like General Colin Powell, you know, which happened one day, that day at, uh, in Washington, D.C., uh, during the the uh, ceremony for, for the living legends. Um, and um, he would talk to, you know, the person that was in a, in a, in a hotel cleaning up, whatever they were doing, serving him. He would talk to them the same way. He, it was no, there was no, there was no, uh, uh, it was not a, a fake bone in his, in his body. Everything was real. And uh, he was a very spiritual person. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. But uh, when I used to represent Tito in Los Angeles for the record label, uh, RMM Trompy Jazz, uh, Sony Records, um, I used to be with him all the time, you know, from morning to night. And um, he, would, he would ask me to take him to a church on Hollywood Boulevard, a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, would, he would go in the church, and there was a place where they would light candles, and you made a donation, you know, and so... Um, he would do that uh, uh, not not you know not once but on several occasions 
you know, I took him to to that church to to light a candle, and, and um, he believed he was very interviewed. If you if you can understand that there was a Cuban element in in the beginning of this Latin music, um, and one of the things that you know we know about Cuba is they have a a traditional sound from the western part of Cuba called el son. It's called son montuno is the rhythm, but el son is when you hear Cuban music uh, with the guitars and you know singing and you know uh, chanting and um, you know that's el son cubano. Behind the scenes, though, in the neighborhoods, in the barrios, in the countryside, they used to have what was what was is still called today. A bembe. A bembe was is a ceremony that's done to honor the Orishas, which are the gods and, and goddesses of African tribe, of the Yoruba tribe in in Africa. The goddess of the ocean, the goddess of the river, the goddess of the, the god of the fire, the god of you know more. You know they had mm-hmm. ceremonies and and it had to do with drumming. And so um, he was he was in uh, in Cuba in the fifties uh, before the revolution, and that's where he met uh, Celia Cruz, and uh, you know Celia Cruz was also very much into that uh, African uh, tradition of uh, worshiping you know mm-hmm. God uh, and in uh, the way that he was taught, and so. You know, not not only her, but but a lot of drummers were, were into that faith, uh, and, and um, they related to to each other. You know, when they played, um, they were sometimes, with, especially with Sally Cruz, uh, they would get into that beat where it was almost a trance, a trance uh, that was uh, yeah uh, that was happening, and uh, so you know there was so many things about Tito. He had a public life, he had a family life, a spiritual life, and um, obviously uh, he had a uh, he was a celebrity on stage and was once on Sesame Street. <laughs> he was once <laughs> The Simpsons, and you know it's you know Tito's um, you know he was on all the talk shows in, in New York that, that, that you could imagine uh, late night shows. And so, you know, we're here honoring a man that was an exceptional human being and had the stamina to perform and go on tour every single year and go into the recording studio, have, you know, with his family, you know, have his time with his family. But uh, Tito was a man of, of, of the people. Uh, and uh, I was blessed to know him, and uh, I'm so happy to share some stories with you tonight, Beverly, and I think we have some more music, but before we do that, you know, we want to let the audience know that we're coming to you live. This is unscripted, this is unedited, (laughs) and uh, we do this program, both myself and Beverly, on our iPhones. We don't have microphones. We don't have have a a board in front of us to modulate the music or anything like that, or our voices, so if you hear anything in the background um, while we're talking, um, just for you to know that this is coming to you live and yeah. uh, in Puerto Rico, um, yeah. in Detroit. And we thank everyone for being a part of our show tonight. 
Yes, thank you. And we're going to, uh, I want to thank you, Eddie Rodriguez, for your time. And we're going to leave out with this set uh, here. And this is uh, Tito t- t- oh, uh, in Japan. So uh, we're going to leave out with this set. And again, I appreciate your time and bringing the music to us. Thank you, Betty. Thank you.
Do Morigato. Nihoni Korete Totemu Desu. Watashitachi no, Latin American music. Wa. Thank you. Arigato. Uh, I will speak very slowly. I would like to introduce to you from South America, Colombia, our pianist, Mr. Eddie Martinez. From uh, Puerto Rico, via New York, on bass, Mr. Andy Gonzalez. And Bongo, our director from New York City, Mr. Johnny Dandy Rodriguez. And Conga Drum, the world's best, number one, Mr. Carlos Patato Valdez. He is internationally known. He has no passport. <laughs> he is my roommate. We are friends for 40 years. Tito San.
the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 